show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, sofa. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. Major League Baseball trade deadline day is here. Joel Sherman of the New York Post has multiple reports. One, that the Mets are still fielding calls from nine teams on Zach Wheeler. It did also say that the Mets have pulled back Noah Syndergaard and he should remain on the roster. Recapping big trade from Tuesday night, Trevor Bowers on his way to the Cincinnati Reds. Yasiel Puig and Framel Reyes are headed to the Cleveland Indians and prospects are headed to the San Diego Padres. Plenty of the top teams in the league are looking for starting pitching. Madison Bumgarner is among those names being shopped, potentially to the Houston Astros. Yankees first baseman Luke Voigt hits the injured list with a sports hernia. No word yet on how long he could be out. It could be day-to-day or surgery, which has him out up to six weeks. And in the NFL, the New Orleans Saints and Michael Thomas have agreed to a new deal, making Thomas the richest wide receiver in the league. I'm Dan Stratton. This has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Ronis and Mel B. Trade Deadline. Tick, tick, tick. Big trade between the Indians and Padres. What went down yesterday? Yeah, it was an insane night last night in baseball. We've already had a lot of surprise deals, and we know that it was rumored that Trevor Bauer could be dealt, but he was indeed traded last night. Uh, big deal for three teams. Uh, I actually think all three teams kind of made out pretty good here. So Trevor Bauer goes to the Reds. Uh, Yasiel Puig... Uh, Frambo Reyes and Logan Allen go to the Indians. So the Indians who have had major problems getting offensive production in the outfield all season now get two bats that they can plug into the everyday lineup as they make a push, even though they do lose Bauer. And prospect Taylor Trammell goes to the Padres. He has not played well this year, but uh, huge implications here. And then, of course, last night, the Reds and Pirates have had bad blood all season long. Uh, The Reds feel like the Pirates have been throwing at them and – uh, wild brawl last night where Amir Garrett charged at the Pirates dugout, went after like four guys. He's like six eight. He's, he's yeah, a he's, big dude. He's, yeah. He played at St. John's. Yeah. And uh, Puig was involved, and it was crazy because Puig was traded about 10, 15 minutes before, and everyone was wondering, like, what is going on? Why is Puig still on the field? And, of course, Puig was ejected. David Bell, the manager of the Reds, was ejected from the game. He came out of the clubhouse onto the field and charged at Clint Hurdle. So, this was a wild scene last night. Uh, today, before the game, the teams, the managers met at home plate exchange lineup cards, but they did not shake hands. There's going to be some suspensions here, and the Indians probably were holding their breath like, uh, please don't get hurt, Puig. We just traded for you. I'm sure a suspension is probably coming, but uh, it was pretty wild. And uh, it seemed like Puig liked playing in Cincinnati. He thanked everyone. I heard that he individually was shaking the hand of all the beat riders and said thank you for doing a good job. So, you know, I guess there's always a possibility he goes back there because he is a free agent after the year. But, but I think it was a solid deal all around. You know, obviously well, the Padres. I, I don't know much about Taylor Trammell, but I know that Logan Allen and Fran El Reyes were pretty good players. Is Trammell that good? Uh, Allen hasn't been good, though. Um, you know, but he's, he's got kinda, he, he looked good in the minors, though. I mean, he hasn't. He, hasn't he's, looked, he's looked terrible in the majors. And terrible. Walk, even in the minors, he was walking guys. I mean, he's 22 years old and he's a lefty. So, you know, sometimes if you get the right pitching coach, it could work. But the Padres have a good farm system. And. 
I guess they're banking on Trammell, who struggled this year. I mean, he's only 21. He was the 35th overall pick in 2016. Uh, this year, 236, six homers, 17 steals, and 318 bats at double-A. So it's, it's been a down year, but Padres just continue to stockpile the other farm system. So I think it kind of worked out well for everybody. I mean, the Indians, I guess. Is that enough like for the Indians for Bowers? Do you feel like they got enough back? Uh, yeah, I mean, they got Reyes. I mean, Reyes, I think, is a better fit for the AL anyway, where maybe he gets more he's opportunity at DH. Yeah, I mean, he's I... got big-time power. Pui kind of helps for this year. And they probably felt that they weren't going to be able to re-sign Bauer, you know, who has talked about wanting a multitude of one-year deals to bank on himself. And uh, you know, Well, the Reds, know they... the Reds have showed that willingness to pay people. They've shown a willingness to get their, their hands dirty there, especially this past offseason. Yeah, I mean, they brought in a lot of guys that were free agents. You know, that's why, you know, they took Puig and they said, all right, we'll see how it goes. They, you know, were in contention briefly and then have really fallen apart lately. So uh, it's definitely an interesting trade. Uh, and I could see the from all sides uh, working out. I think there's a very, very subtle trade that just happened here. The Rays made a trade with the Brewers. The Rays get Jesus Aguiar and they, uh, Milwaukee gets Jake Faria. Wasn't it just like a year or two ago where Faria was considered one of the top pitchers in the Rays organization? The Rays always do a good job. I know he was injured, but maybe the Brewers just got – maybe they got something here. Yeah, I don't know. He hasn't been good, but the Brewers are desperate for pitching. I mean, it's really bad right now with Brandon Woodruff, who was their best starter. He's out. Shasin's out. They're just so banked up in the starting staff that they needed to do something. They obviously are going to try and address the bullpen as well, so more moves could be coming. And I think – you know, Aguiar has heated up lately. You know, he got off to the awful start. He's picked it up. Obviously, the Brewers really didn't need him. They could play Eric Dames every day at first base and, you know, occasionally sit him against lefties. He had a big home run yesterday in the ninth inning against Oakland to tie it. But uh, the Rays love to platoon. I mean, he's going to fit beautifully issue, yeah. there. They love to the platoons. Now, can they low hit a lefty or they just go low in Aguiar and that's their first baseman? They, that's what they might do. The other issue, too, is Brandon Lau has just struggled to, to get healthy coming back from injury. I mean, he keeps just uh, having a, a little bit of a setback. So, you know, Ray's trying to do what they can here to, to get that wild card spot. Well, and so other trades that you think Martin Maldonado uh, goes to the Astros for Tony Kemp. The Braves and Tigers are trying to get uh, Shane. The Braves are trying to get Shane Green from the Tigers. What do you think about Ken Giles? What do you think about the Mets? What do you think is going to happen over the uh, the rest here? Well, the Mets have already said they've pulled Noah Syndergaard off the trade market. So he was great last night. Makes sense. You can't trade Syndergaard at a low point. I mean, he's not had a great year. He's picked it up lately, a 2.77 ERA over his last starts. He had 11 strikeouts last night in seven and a third innings, only allowed an unearned run. So I, I don't think now is the right time to trade Syndergaard because his value is at a low point. If he finishes the year strong and has two good months, and maybe you get a lot more for him, then you can consider it. But, again, this is a team that they're at least saying they expect to contend next year. If that's the case, you keep Syndergaard, and you have a good staff. Wheeler could be dealt. The Astros are a team that's heavily rumored to acquire him. I think that would be a really good acquisition. We've seen what the Astros do with pitchers, man. Look at Wade Miley this year. I mean, he's been great, but I don't – Want if I'm the Astros, I don't want Wade Miley out there in a big game three in the postseason. I, no, I just, no, no, I don't no, have no. faith. Now, game four, fine. But if you can go into the playoffs with Verlander, Cole, and a Wheeler, uh, and it might take some time um, for them, you know, to really maybe they have already kind of looked at Wheeler and said, okay, you know what, this is what's off with him and, and let's fix it. I mean, to me, Wheeler's biggest problem this year has been home runs and the defense has been terrible behind them. 
Uh, so that would be a big acquisition for the Astros. And, of course, uh, waiting to see what the Yankees are going to do here uh, because they – Talks clearly... to Robbie Ray, dead. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know. I mean, Ray's better than they have, but, again, with that command, I think that – Do the Yankees need Do the Yankees need an arm? Do they need oh, absolutely. An arm? Absolutely. This team, they are not built for the postseason with this starting staff, man. They're in trouble. I mean, as good as they've been this year and they've overcome the injuries – they don't have the pitching. Paxton has been terrible. Terrible. Okay? terrible. Paxton was my. Do you, you, know, do you trust Severino? Do you trust Severino? He hasn't even pitched yet. So I'm just saying. Do you, can you trust him at the no. end? No. Be ready. No, you don't. You don't have no idea. I mean, he might. Is Domingo Herman their number one starter? They would go with Tanaka in the playoffs. Yeah, it's not Paxton. They might actually go with Paxton still, even though he's been shaking. All right, we'll get back to some fantasy football. You know, we'll do it right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we are back. We are full-time fantasy. I'm Dr. Roto along with Adam Rona. So remember, fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50 or RONAS50. We'll get you 50% off your first two months. So you know you want to be part of what we're doing at Full Time Fantasy. It is our time of year. Not like it's, it's always our time of year, but football is for sure our time of year. And, you know, Adam, I got to tell you, I, I know I talk about this a lot. I think the market is so saturated right now with everybody talking about their, their football advice and football advice, Twitter, Twitter. People have to be so careful with who they trust for their advice because there's a lot of bad advice out there, dude. Dude, it's so bad. And uh, I, I, I re- I'm really starting to get more infuriated just because, you know, I see a lot of these guys play <sighs> and they don't do well, you know. So somebody sent out a draft, their draft board. Mike Williams was going in round seven. Yeah, what I league know. are you in? Dude, that's what pisses me off. Like, I was talking to you about this Raswell League. Mike Williams goes in round five. I saw other boards. He was going around seven. I'm like, geez, could I be in that league? Yeah. I mean, but, but look, I mean, here's the thing. Go look around. If you see myself or Dr. Otto in a league, we're usually in playoff contention near the top. It's a fact. We're not lying. Go look. Are we going to have a bad league or two? Absolutely. But most of the time, ask people about us, and they'll say that. I guarantee right. it. Right. They'll be like, I don't want to be in that league because Doc or Adam are in that league. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm, start, I'm starting to get a little perturbed because, look, I, I love – look, I'll take the, the good news part of it. People love fantasy football, and I love that. And I love that people want to be part of fantasy football, but not everybody's an expert. And it just bothers me that, you know, people are doling out advice, especially on Twitter. And the worst part, Adam, that I find, I don't like when people piggyback onto questions that people ask me and somebody else who I've never heard of in a million years answers the question that somebody asked me. They I hate get, that. They want to get recognized. That's yeah. why, you know, they want to be in the mix. So don't, mean, get a, don't get in my mix. I, look, if somebody's asking me a question and if I see somebody answering it, I will never answer that question. I don't want it, to be involved. Look, there's very few sites out there that give free advice that are good. You know, so remember that you kind of get what you pay for. So, you know, I think the people that have followed us over the years, you know, they come back for a reason. They know that we do a good job 
and we give you great information and insight and you know that's why people keep coming back that's true all right so check us out at fulltimefantasy.com by the way a couple more couple more trades the nationals have bolstered their bullpen they've added daniel hudson and rowanis elias so adam ronis yeah so that means hunter strickland which he was probably going to close anyway for the mariners will so I doubt he's on the waiver wire. I did see him in a league or two over the weekend sitting out there. He is back, so he should close. Uh, the Nationals desperately needed bullpen help for sure. Uh, so these arms will help. It's better than what they had. And is Elias for sure? I see here that they're working on it. Is that done deal? Uh, Joel Sherman said that he is going to the Nationals. Okay. Yeah, and now Ken Rosenthal and Sherman both reporting it. So, yep. Uh, so, yeah, you know, the Nationals were my pick for the National League East this year. Like, I was amazed that everyone was taking the Braves and Phillies, and then I looked like a fool early on with the Nationals playing so poorly. <laughs> but now they're playing better, and they're right. right back in it. So I think they lead the wild card right now, and I think they, they still have a shot at the division. I mean, Does Scherzer's sure, injury worry you? It does, um, that for sure. But if they, can, if they can get to the playoffs with Scherzer, Strasburg, you know, leading the way, uh, and Corbin, I mean, they are dangerous in the playoffs, man. They really are. I love their lineup. Nationals, Dodgers. I would take the Dodgers, but if I'm the Dodgers, that's the one team that I fear. I, I've been saying it all year. I don't see how the Dodgers don't get out of the National League. I really don't. They are loaded. They're the best team. They've been in the World Series two years in a row. To me, when I look at the National League, the only team that I would fear as a Dodger fan is so the who's So who's Dodgers game one pitcher? It's got to be, oh boy, I think Ryu, but they might. So let's Kershaw's say. has been good too. Let's say Ryu, Ryu, Ryu. I might sandbag. Maybe I'd go Ryu against Scherzer and then Kershaw Strasburg. It's pretty, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because Ryu's had a great year, man. A great year. But uh, that would be a fun series. I kind of hope we get that because I just don't see. I don't think Atlanta has enough experience in their starting staff to do it. You know, I like their lineup but I don't think they have enough pitching. They got a lot of good young arms, but they don't have that guy that, you know, Dallas Keuchel's been average. They're, I just, they're really close, though. I really think Atlanta well, not this year too. Oh, no, yeah, when yeah, they yeah. bring they, up they their guys, a lot of pieces. Dude, oh, my God. But they're, I don't think they're ready they're for, good for ten year, But they're good for 10 years when they bring them up. 10 but years. not this year. And not the Phillies, year. Phillies don't have enough starting pitching if they get in. Uh, the Central, uh, the Cubs, maybe. I mean, Lester's been better than I thought. Darvish has really turned it around. He's not walking anyone. I don't know, but there's something about that team. That I just don't What round control. do you think people are getting Darvish in this year? 18? No, no. This, this past year? Yeah. What round was he, he going in? 10-11. 10-11? All right. It was yeah. a good pick, right? If, people, if you stuck with him, it was a good pick. Yeah, it was. I mean, he he buried you early on, but if you did stay patient, and you know, yeah. I was debating whether to take him because he crushed me last year in the NFBC auction. I mean, he just and you know me, I, I don't. I'll, I'll I had him too. To I had twenty five bucks at Tout. He killed me. It was worthless. Yeah. So I usually go back to players, but I was just like, I don't know about Darvish, the health and everything, and then he looked awful early, and now all of a sudden, over the last month or so, he's been really good. So that's the thing. This happens, and the same thing in fantasy football, right? You could say, well, Derek Henry won people championships last year. Did he win people championships for those that drafted him? He might have been cut. Same thing oh, with Darvish. Oh, yeah, yeah. You traded Darvish him, you was cut him. Yeah. Cut. yeah, right. That's right, the right. thing, you know? Because And you can't blame anyone that had Derek Henry last year. No, I'm but, still but, amazed the guy had 12 touchdowns, Doc. He had 12. All I could tell you is this one of my friends could, was able to protect Henry in round four. And I said, you got to keep Derrick Henry. For this and year all, upcoming? No, this is last year. Oh, last, this is year. last year. Okay. And all year long, I look like the biggest idiot. Until the end. And I always say this, Adam. I'm usually right on the player. 
I may not be right on the time, right? The time frame may not be right, but I'm usually right on the player. But who knew that Derrick Henry was going to put it together in the, most, in the three la- last three weeks of the year when he was MIA for the first 13? Yeah, it was just rough, and it sucks because, yeah, for the most part, if you had Henry, you probably did not make the playoffs. Now, obviously, in some of our high-stakes leagues, he did. Uh, there were teams that made it and had him, and they might have had him on the bench, too. And that I did in one league. I played him in one, and I benched him in one. Yeah, and I can't blame the people that benched him that week. Yeah. You know, it's easy yeah. to say, oh, you should have played him. Look at it. Well, look at what he did leading up to that game. Where was the yeah. indicator to say, yeah, this is the week he's going to play Jacksonville? I mean, not even four. Like, was there any indicator that he would score two touchdowns and 90 yards that week? No. Playing Jacksonville. Come on. Jacksonville was a good defense. Jacksonville was last year's number one defense, which is why you never take a defense that early. Yeah, people right. never learn. They never learn, Doc. We can say this every day for the rest of this show leading up to the season, and people will still take a defense in round nine or ten. <laughs> All right. You can't be happy today because NFL Network's Jane Slater – told said that uh, the Cowboys and Zeke are not close. Josina Anderson, who is lying? Is it Jane Slater or Josina Anderson? Uh, who knows, man? I think just uh, at this point, look, again, I start to worry August 6th. Uh, when asked if the sticking worried. points were the length or the guarantees, the source responded, everything. <laughs> that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's not a good sign, Adam. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I mean, but it's part of negotiations, you know, in a way like both sides are going to put stuff out there. So, I, you know, it's Dallas is in a tough spot because they know that they've kind of built this team around Zeke in the running game. And at the same time, I think they're aware, like, you really don't want to pay a running back big money. I mean, look at he look deserves at it. He, he does. He, if there's anybody but, who deserves it in the NFL. Saquon, McCaffrey and Zeke deserve and Kamara deserve every penny, every penny. They do, but teams, It's when you look at the way an NFL roster is designed, it really doesn't make sense to pay a running back. I mean, look at the Super Bowl winning teams. Do they have high-paying running uh, Look at the Patriots and what they've done. Have they ever paid a running back when the Eagles won? Did they have a high pay, uh, running back? No. No, but it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I think Trent Williams is going to end up on the Patriots because the Patriots know what it takes to win an offensive line, and they'll put uh, Damian Harris or James White or anybody behind them. But when you have those guys up there, you'll win. Oh, of course, and that's what Dallas does have. They do have that, that great offensive line. It was shaky last year, but with Travis Fedrick back, uh, it's definitely going to boost them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, look uh, as we get closer to – most people do draft mid-August towards the end of the season. We'll have more clarity on Zeke. Uh, I have a draft on Friday. Uh, I have pick seven. If Zeke is there, I will absolutely take him. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll say this, but he won't one. Be there. I, and I'm in a minority in this. I would, tr- I would change professional sports, Adam and make one-year deals for everybody in every sport. And, know how, and, it's, and that way you got to work for your deal. And if you perform well last year, I'll pay you this year. And I pay it one year at a time. And I think it's these large, long-term deals, which I know why guys want them, but I think it hurts. So let's talk about that a little bit. I, don't, I know it's a crazy idea, but maybe one-year contracts or two-year contracts the way we need to go. We'll talk about it when we come back right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
All right, we're back. And hey, do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? I know you do, because I do. Go to pointsbet.com backslash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, G-R-I-D. And you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. So, for example, if you bet the New Orleans Saints minus three and they cover the spread by eight, you get eight times your stake. That's pointsbet.com backslash grid. Enter promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Please see the website for details. Am I insane with that concept, though, of one-year contracts? I mean, look, maybe Zeke should get $30 million next year. He's earned it. He's worth it. And then if he starts to slow down, maybe I give him 15 Then I give him 10 Whatever it is, maybe we should just play these guys by how good they are from year to year. Yeah, I don't see it happening, uh, especially in some of the other sports. But, I mean, to me, essentially, the NFL is a year-to-year league because a lot of the money isn't guaranteed. I mean, we did see Michael Thomas sign today. He got $61 million guaranteed, man. Good for him. Five-year, hundred million dollar deal, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. I, yeah, I don't think it'll happen either. Even though I think it makes a lot of sense, I just do, and I think that maybe you are right with the NFL. Maybe the NFL is kind of like that, and you know, but I do feel like I don't like the franchise tags. I don't like things like that. Guys end up staying for much longer than they want to. Like Le'Veon Bell should never have had to go through what he did last year. A dude wants out, let him out already, or, or pay the guy. But to just to hold him forever, I hate that. I hate well, the, it. the running backs get screwed. So look at Zeke. You know, with basically five-year deal so you're a running back and your prime really is like 22 to 24 you know with a running back and so the cowboys get them at an affordable price run them into the ground and they could say okay see you and then you know that's the problem so like i understand both sides to it like zeke wants to get paid now he's like hey i've already been in this league a few years i've proven myself i'm one of the best backs in the league pay me accordingly and then I read a very interesting article, though. I think it was Andrew Brandt. You know him, the guy, the, the business guy. Mm-hmm. So the players in the next CBA are going to ask for like four years for first round picks instead of five, right? And three years instead of four. He thinks that the players are going to have to give up an 18-game season. That's going to be the only way that anything happens. because, And they're going to get more money. They're going to get what they want, but it's going to be an 18-game season. Yeah, but did you see the rules that were suggested a couple weeks ago with the 18-game season where they said players have to sit two games like i don't i don't it's gonna like be that. a fantasy nightmare oh it's gonna be a disaster man disaster what, what, what let's what and I, what's the rule like when do you just do you decide that day like before the game and actives roll out yeah we're gonna sit zeke elliott today he's not playing i would think the first thing that we would do is increase the roster sizes to 24 from 20. Uh, yeah, I guess possibly. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you'd have to be able to have three quarterbacks. You'd have to have three tight ends. You'd have to have more, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think you would. Because, because you you'd had, be drafting Tony Pollard. You'd be drafting Mike Weber. Say you had two tight ends, right? One's on by. And you're like, all right, well, I got this guy. And then you find out last minute, yeah, he's sitting today, one of his two games this year. Right, you know, right. And then especially in the high-stakes leagues where you don't have a first-come, first-serve or waiver wire Sunday morning, you're screwed. I, look... Could you imagine, well, or I, I know nobody would like this idea, but I played in the league once where you got the entire team. So you got, if you drafted Zeke, you got Pollard and Weber. 
I don't like that concept at all. I don't like but it either, yeah. I don't like it either. But, I mean, that's what I think you're you're looking at. It's 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 pretty messy. Yeah, it is. I mean, we'll see. I mean, that, that suggestion seemed kind of odd. So we'll see what they do over the next couple of years. Yeah, but I, I do think it's going to go to 18 games. I, I don't know. How can you even require players t- to sit, right? I mean, and who would – I guess it's easy to monitor that, but – I don't know. Fantasy to me is so linked with the NFL. Would you want to risk all these people hating that? Would you want to risk losing the fantasy element? Oh, no, you can't. I mean, that's not their primary concern, but, um, you know, they have to make sure that this makes sense. Well, nothing Co- makes sense in the A couple more trades. The A's have acquired Tanner Roark from the Reds, Ugh. and Drew Bomerantz has been traded to the Brewers. All right, man, the Brewers are just like... They have to try something, man. I mean, Pomerantz, When you're getting Drew Pomerantz, ooh, that guy's like a five-inning nightmare. He's shown flashes this year, but it's not been great. Uh, and it's not... You know, he goes from a park there in San Fran where uh, it's pretty Beautiful, good yeah. to uh, a, a bad one in Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee's better for left-handed hitters, and Pomerantz is a lefty. But, uh, yeah, they're trying. Mauricio Dubon is going to San Francisco Ronos. Do you even know who that is? Yeah. Is he good? Uh, I didn't see his numbers this year, but I know I thought he was supposed to be one of Oh, no, he came up a couple weeks ago or a week ago or two. He came up briefly. Do you think, where does Keston Hura play? Second, Second forever. And then what do you think? And then what is Travis Shaw just done? Uh, well, he they recently called him up. He was in the lineup yesterday. Uh you know, I guess he could play a little first base now when Thames sits against lefties. Maybe that's their plan. Okay, I could see that. That makes some sense. Right. Shaw originally was only – didn't he only play against lefties when he first came up with Boston? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where he did that. All right, so back to football here for a second. Um, we talked about Zeke. We talked about Trent Williams. Uh, what about – so Tariq Cohen, we talked about this before. There's a Chicago Tribune – and everybody's got something to say, Adam. Tariq Cohen may not get as many touches as he has at running back with Montgomery and Davis. Isn't that just a guarantee? I mean, why do we need somebody to write that? And why wouldn't we already know that as fantasy football players? Have you seen where Tariq Cohen is going in drafts? It's not obvious to everyone. I, <laughs> I mean, know. this guy's still be taken early. Like, here's the thing. You look at Tariq Cohen's year last year, and people are going to do this. I think he finished his RB11 in PPR. So he had 71 receptions, which is great, and 99 carries. The problem is, and we went over this uh, last week for people that missed it, but he just is inconsistent game to game. This is not Roto, where we get the whole numbers. He's a a best ball star. He's a best ball star. Can we agree on that? Best ball superstar. And we could say that about a lot of players, like they're better in best ball, but, I mean, he's the epitome of it. I feel much better about him in best ball. He had one game of 12 receptions, one of eight, but we went over the down games, and you've ex- you experienced this last year. You know, when, oh, He killed me. When I needed him the most, he, he gave me the least. Right, and now you draft David Montgomery. You bring in Mike Davis. Let's not forget Allen Robinson was banked up. Anthony Miller was banked up. You know, Robinson should go back to, to getting targets. You got Burton, Miller. That's a lot of weapons here. I think they kind of went to Cohen last year out of necessity at times. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not drafting Tariq Cohen. Not where he's going. He's going way too high, in my opinion. I don't even know. Like, last year, Adam, I went in 
taking Tariq Cohen in either round five or six. He was a target of mine. I think if he's there in round six, I can't imagine me taking him. I can't picture me taking him. Maybe in round seven, if I if I went like four receivers early, maybe, but otherwise I can't picture it. Yeah, I mean, his ADP in a fantasy football world championships right now is 66, and I think it's too high. Yeah. All right, so Aaron Jones out with a hammy. Jamal Williams out with a hammy. Paris Campbell out with a hammy. Do we worry about these hamstring injuries this early now? I think you always worry about it. At the same time, I could understand teams being cautious. You know, for Campbell, it, it's a little bit more bothersome because he is a rookie and you want to see him out there. And he looked good early in camp. You know, I saw some video of him getting separation pretty easily uh, in the red zone. So you like to see that. So I thought he was going to play a, a decent role in this offense. So you worry about him a little bit just because he could fall behind. Aaron Jones had the same issue last year in training camp, missed a couple weeks. That's been the biggest question for him is durability. You know, he's had injuries. He's had MCL injuries. So that's a little bit of a concern. You know, I just took him in the third round of a draft for the first time this year. So, of course, this happens. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not going to worry too much about it just yet. I mean, you just hope that they catch it early enough and that it's not significant and it's just some rest. You know, you got to figure guys have been maybe sitting over the past month, haven't done much, and – when you just start to ramp up activities, you know, these type of things are going to happen. So you just have to hope that it's, it's minor with these guys. See a guy like Andrew Luck though, he had this cat for several months, you know, that's a little bit more eye opening. No, though, for sure. Look, I mean, you, you've played sports your whole life. You, you know, you know what a hammy injury is. Is it a little tweak? Is it a tug? Is it a pull? You know the difference, right? I've got a little hammy issue now. I can play. I just need to stretch it out. But I, won't, I don't know if I'd play in practice right now. I don't need to. So I almost feel like Julio Jones has come out and said he's not playing in the preseason. I'm cool with that. I don't need, do you need to see Julio Jones play for, for you to feel good about drafting him? Definitely not. I mean, Definitely I, want not. Him, I want him to sit. He is, he's been in this offense. He's a veteran. He's worked with Matt Ryan a long time. Like, there's really nothing for him to do in the preseason or training camp. The only thing that can happen with Jones can be negative, and that's an injury. So, And, and that's why that 18-game season resonates with me in some way. I don't like it, but I think that the preseason is too long, too dangerous, and I don't need four games. That is just way too long. I need. I want my guys to play literally one series and then get out. Definitely. I mean, we're always. You know, we like watching preseason. A lot of it is to see the rookies, uh, the guys that maybe can, um, you know, gain a bigger role during the season. You know, like the Philip Lindsay. Like that's a guy you're looking for in the preseason. Uh, by the way, another trade for the Nats. They get Hunter Strickland. <laughs> okay, so so much for him closing for Seattle. So. Three How about guys. Matt Festa? You like Matt Festa to close? I, Uncle Festa? Uh, I don't know. I got I to gotta see now. What Sean Childs doing. predicted Matt Festa was going to be the closer of the Mariners before the season started. He's been pretty bad this year, though, when he's he gotten the been. opportunity. So who did they give up for Strickland? I uh, haven't seen yet. Uh, the deal is pending physicals. Oh, Aaron Fletcher, a left-handed pitcher, so nothing much. So, yeah. You think Michael Lee is going to get moved, too? They would have to pick up a lot of his money. They're saying they're willing to, but uh, you know that's a good job by the Nationals getting some yeah, open that. arms there. All right, get back to a little football. Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, worth your time? We'll find out when we return right after this. Hey. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we're back. If you go to playffwc.com, playffwc.com, we've got a couple of drafts tonight. We got a full season super flex, Adam, a super flex, only $35, starts at 1030, 18 rounds. And then we've got a regular one, a regular starter, uh, non-super flex, a normal draft, $35 at 9 p.m. Do you like super flex leagues? Uh, yeah, if I played a multitude of leagues, I don't mind doing one. I'm doing one on uh, Friday, the uh, Flex Leagues. I've done the Super Flex one the last two years. Uh, so, yeah, I don't mind doing it. I mean, if it was my only league, no. And I wonder if we're going to – I don't know if we're going to get there. I think people are going to start to push for it because, uh, as you see, in leagues with one quarterback, we just wait so long now that the position has become devalued big time where – if you're in a super flex league, it changes. I mean, just look at the Scott Fishbowl. That was a super flex league. You see quarterbacks going earlier in most leagues. Mine, they people still waited. Uh, and as I've always said, you kind of have to read the draft room and see where the quarterbacks go. But I can tell you this, on the one that I do this weekend, uh, I will not be taking a quarterback in the first three, four rounds. Almost certain. Unless they pound the quarterbacks heavy. They didn't last year. There were some teams that did, but I was able to get... Is Modica in this draft? He is. Actually, I'm picking next to him. Oh, so you know he's going to take a quarterback. He usually does. He did last year. He took two. I think he took... Uh, I don't remember. He took this is, two This early. is the Flex League? Yeah. So where, where, Where's the draft? Uh, it's in New York City at SiriusXM Studios. So. This was the one that was at Monmouth, right? A couple of years ago? Uh, did we ever do it at Monmouth? I think they did it at Monmouth one year or something like that. So who's in this? Who's how many teams in this league? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. So who's in it? Jake, you, Modica, uh, Scott Angle, uh, Elliot, Chris, Jen from Jersey. What is her last Jersey name? Jersey Jen. Yeah, she's in it. Who else? Uh, Dane Martinez. Okay. Uh, Frank Stample, I believe, is in it. Okay. Let me find it. Is, Cor- is Corey in? No, he was supposed to be. But he got moved to the auction on Saturday, he told me the other day. Because I thought originally he was in it and he was picking 12. And then he so they have a flex auction as well? Yeah, they have a, there's, so there's a draft Friday and then two on Saturday. One is an auction on Saturday. Oh, so there's an auction and a draft or just an auction? One and one, and one each day? One auction, one draft Saturday, and the super flex draft on Friday. Is anybody in two leagues or is everybody just in one? I think Jake's in all of them. Which That's, I, a, I Steve Gard- that's a Steve Gardner move. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. There's like so many people in football. But uh, right. so this is, yeah, this is the draft order. Does Dane that Mar- shock you that Jake would do that, dude? No. No. Uh, <laughs> the, draft, the draft order is Dane Martinez, <laughs> Jake Seeley, Tim Heaney, oh, Jen Ryan, Elliot Christ, Rick Wolf, oh. me, Modica, Joe Pisapia, Scott that's Engel, me. Frank Stample, and Mike Randall. So that's I a veteran. That's- I don't know who Mike Randall is, but that's a very veteran league with Pisapia and Rick Wolf in that one. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, most of the league is the same from last year. I think there's a couple different people. I know Jake, Jen, Elliot, Rick. Does Rick bring Colton with him? Uh, I don't think he did last year. Um, 
because yeah, I had the most points in this league. I was the one seed, and I lost in the semis to Rick, who barely oh. got in the playoffs. <laughs> and, I, and I, my team just crapped the That's bed. That's veteran leadership by Rick Wolf right there. You remember there was a lot of people that crapped the bed in yeah. week fifteen last yeah, year. Yeah, they did. They did. So he's like, "Yeah, you had the better team." I'm like, ah, "Man, it happens. What are you gonna do, right? I mean." I told you I beat them in the Sirius XM host league final when they were putting up 200 points a week, and they only put up like 140 in the last week. It's it's one of the worst feelings when yeah. you know you have the best team, you have the most points, and then your team just lays an egg in the right. semis or the finals. It's right. it's terrible, but at least for this league, that's kind of – well, there's, there's, there is some money, but it's very minimal. You Do you know what's actually worse? Belts. Do you know what's actually worse? When you put up a great – and this happened a couple of years ago. In um, your bye week. No, no. This happened a couple oh. of years ago. I'm playing with this guy uh, when I was in Vegas, and we had a really good team. We started out 10-0, and and we needed to just win one more game to win, and we played Frankie. We put up like 174 points. I mean, 174 points should win you 99% of the time. I think Frankie put up 182. You're like, what more can I do? I put up 174 points. That should win me 99.8% of the time, and you lose. That to me is – I'd I, that's worse to me than putting up 82. 82, my team just laid an egg on us. The other yeah. one's worse. No, that is definitely true. Like, when you put up a ton of points and lose, it's the worst. And uh, Again, but that the good thing is in the high-stakes leagues, the points really matter. I think we're trying to do that with more of our, you know, regular home leagues. At least I'm imploring people to do it. So I know in the GST league that we're in, we're, we're going to have points be a big factor. So I like know, to I, hear that, Ronas. I like to hear that. And Just, plus, and plus, we have the overall championship where points matter anyway because it takes your basically what we do. You know, you get your average from weeks one to thirteen, and then weeks fourteen, fifteen, sixteen are added on to that. Oh, okay. Okay. Look, I, I think people have to find what's right for them. But, I mean, we know that the points league. I know one of the serious XM leagues that I was in, we did it that the five, five teams get on record, the six team gets in on points. We made that rule change this offseason. Yeah, and, and I'm okay with that, for sure. I mean, you could do top four records, next two points. One of my leagues does that. So, oh, wow, the D-backs are acquiring Zach Gallen from the Marlins? What? Whoa. Whoa. What? 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 Is, what, what? I don't like that. And I don't let me like make right sure now. that's a real account from John Heyman. Is it the fake John Heyman? No, it's a real account. Wow. Dude, why would you give up Zach Allen? Isn't he your future? This is stunning. What are the Diamondbacks giving? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. But wow. Wait, do you think it's Kevin Cron or Christian Walker? It why would you, Why are they acquire Walker? He's a veteran. Don't they need a first baseman? They need everything on offense. Right. right. So, I mean, what Zach Gallon better be worth... Two two good offensive players. That's stunning. That's I mean we've seen a lot of crazy things, but I mean this is a team that's rebuilding. Why are you getting rid of Gallon? You better be getting some. I don't know. Wait, I guess we gotta wait and see. Damn. All right. Well, at least it's picking up now, and we'll see. Zach Wheeler still the big name out there. Uh, the Rays are rumored. Astros are rumored. Yankees don't think the Mets will trade with them. That's probably right. So what? Wait, John Heyman, Diamondbacks. Wow, wow, that's stunning. Like I did not expect to uh, see that. I would think the Mets could trade with the Yankees. I have no problem with that. That doesn't bother me. I don't. Does it either. bother you? It, I don't. But I know this. Like whoever they get will turn into like a star. <laughs> that's the, that's right. what I worry we, about. Wheeler's gonna become Cy Young next year. And I the mean, Mets guy is gonna get injured. A little poo poo on a stick. 
don't forget, I mean, Wheeler was phenomenal last year. He was really good. He was one of the top pitchers. And, um, you know, the biggest question with him is health, and he stayed healthy. It's just, again, I think the, the home runs have been an issue, which they are for most pitchers. The defense has not helped him at all. I mean, the defense has been terrible uh, behind him. Well, I'm trying to get into the Zach Gallon thing. I'm very uh, upset oh, here. Yeah, this is uh, – That's don't... major. It really is. I don't understand this. I mean, I got to see what they're what they're getting here, but this is stunning. Yeah. This is not – yeah, I don't, I don't mean to sound – I don't think we're overreacting either. I mean, was Zach Gallon not the guy that they were going to build their team around? Well, oh, Craig Mish is reporting the Marlins have acquired Jazz Chisholm from Arizona. Wow, this is just – uh, why would they trade Gallon? Do you like Jazz Chisholm? Not, not, I mean, I I would have kept Gallon. I mean, I don't understand it. You have Gallon, who's already been at the major league level for a few starts now. He's looked good. I mean, I know Chisholm's a pretty uh, decent prospect. I know they need bats. I mean, he's a 21-year-old shortstop. But ten home runs, nine stolen bases, hitting three twenty-nine. Double A, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, double A. Eighteen home runs, thirteen steals, yeah. Hitting two hundred four, striking out a ton, striking out a ton of double A. I mean, but he just—that's terrible. He made the jump uh, from high A last year to this year. So he's hitting two hundred four. Look, they need they need bats for sure. You would trade Zach Gallon for that? Uh, you would not, Adam Ronas. I mean, his strikeout levels are. He has improved the walk rate, but yeah, this is uh, definitely stunning. Maybe there's more to this. Well, Mish would know if anybody. He's got his phone's got to be. He's like the Adam Schefter of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Well, is that saying much? But no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a compliment. No, he's done. He, he's done a good job. He's yeah. What you're he, saying he, of this network? I mean, how many reporters are on this network breaking news? That's none. Why. That's why he's number one. That's why he's our Schefter. Okay. okay. That's a compliment. No, it's not. Of yes, this it is. Of oh, our ne- of the fantasy sports but network. There's no other reporters on this. That's network why he's the best. <laughs> I think it could have been worded a little bit better. That's all I'm saying. Craig, if you're listening, that was a compliment. You know, I love you. I meant that in the best way. That's all I'm saying. All right. No, but he, he does a good. He does a good job. He he has some good sources and uh, he does. He has very him. good sources. He does break a lot of news. I, I really think you know. In in the off season, he's right there. He's he's a newsbreaker. Craig Mish is a newsbreaker. No, he is. Just wish he broke it for a better team than the Marlins. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's got, that offense is really bad. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, they do have some decent pitching arms. You know, if they get Pablo Lopez back, I thought he's been pretty good this year. Isn't Jazz Chisholm maybe a year and a half away from producing? Uh, could be. Uh, but, again, this is a team that's far away. Uh, Corey Dickerson has been traded to the Philadelphia Phillies. Well, we knew that because they took him out earlier today. He wasn't playing today. They didn't want to get, get hurt. Yeah, I, with him, it's, uh, he's actually had a pretty good year considering uh, all the time he's been with. It's been a small sample. but Dickerson to the Phillies? I, I like that. He's a good hitter. Yeah, no, I, in that ballpark too, uh, yeah. for sure. They, you know, they've been uh, having some uh, issues there in the outfield. So They had some line about him like, Corey Dickerson's one of those guys who could hit on Christmas Day. You know, just one of those guys who was born to hit. Yeah, no, he he has. Uh, last year was pretty good too. When he and then this year he's just had a lot of injuries. I said that about you, Ronis. You were born to do radio. Any day of the year, you can do it, Adam. Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, hopefully. Doesn't I don't. Know. I feel. I think I've done like at least five shows every single week, outside of vacation since like 2010. Really? Yeah. You don't miss many days either. Either. No, I don't. I don't. You're really good like that. But. Um, 
Yeah, well, Dickerson's interesting. So do you think the Phillies, is that enough to make a run? Uh, I think they need starting pitching, man. I really do. So, um, I, you know, Arietta's got this bone spur. I dropped him in leagues. I'm like, oh, that's scary. And he's been okay, but not good enough, man. He's no. not getting strikeouts. He's going five, a little over five. You have that bone spur, man. It's just a matter of time. Uh, Nola's obviously picked it up. You know, Pivette has been a major disappointment. Now they deployed him to the bullpen. So I, I just don't think that's why I was like stunned. Like everyone was like, oh, the Phillies are so good. They're going to win the NL East. I'm like, really, guys? Yeah, Bryce Harper alone is not enough. You need he's more. Not even, he's not even been that good, man. I know. A lot, if you look at a lot is of. Is he a first round pick next year? No. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't he take actually, him the first round. He actually went in the second round of a lot of drafts this year. Uh, well, it, yeah, I mean, I took him in the second round of a 12-team online. Um, I really wasn't very high on him, but I was like, oh, second round, I took Aaron Judge in the first, which obviously has not worked <sighs> out for the most part. Well, I mean, because of the injury, not because of the player. Yeah, uh, for sure. But So far, he looks like Jeff Passan notes it's for Jazz Chisholm, as you said. It looks like it's a one-for-one. Yeah, they must be really high on Chisholm then. I mean, again, he's young, 21 years old, so has some pop, some speed, but certainly needs to work on cutting down the strikeouts. Would you name your child Jazz Ronas? No, Jazz, not, definitely not. Yeah, I, I don't know if I like that one. How about Chisholm Ronas? No. Yeah. I will yeah. say this, though, man. We, we've definitely had some surprises. I mean, I think the Bauer deal was a big surprise. This Gallon deal is a big surprise. I mean, I don't think the Bauer, I think Bauer being traded wasn't a surprise. Where he ended no, up was a surprise. Yeah. I think the Reds, I mean, with all, all, look at this. Okay. Look how many contenders need pitching. And we've seen Marcus Stroman to the Mets. And really, when you look in hindsight, they did not give up much. No. Do you think that these teams just, like the Yankees and the Red Sox and all these teams that need pitching, do you think that they were just giving underwhelming trades? Or do you think they just assumed that these guys would just deal with them? Yeah, probably teams were asking for a lot, knowing that there were several top contending teams that need a pitcher, and they are probably just not looking to give up. And we'll see with the trade deadline down to a little over an hour if anyone uh, succumbs to it. Interesting. All right, we'll be back right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we are back. Mock draft now. Mock draft now. Mock draft now. Where should you go to draft, Ronis? Mockdraftnow.com. There you go. How many times can we say it? Maybe if we say it enough, people will listen. It's Mock free, draft. man. I don't understand. It takes five minutes. It's free, and you can win prizes. So, like, there's no excuse not to do it. Could you imagine paying for a mock draft? Hell no. What? I mean, Would you yeah. pay a quarter? For a really, if it was a really good mock draft, would you pay fifty cents? No, I'd rather just pay for a baseball league where I can win money. True, agreed, agreed. That's why mock draft now is so good because it's free. Mock draft now free. All right, Ronus John Heyman gave credit to our friend Craig Mish. I love seeing that. Yeah, look, you know, I think reporters have gotten better with that. You know, Craig obviously is very close to the Marlins, and 
probably once he saw the trade, he quickly found out who they were giving up, and uh, he was the first to have it. So uh, Craig always does a good job, and over the last couple of years uh, has really picked it up. So good to see uh, Craig getting it done. All right, so we've got about, what, an hour and two minutes left before the trade deadline. Now, sometimes there are trades after, right? Don't they, the guys who go through waivers, do we, should we expect anything after this deadline? No, this is it. There's no waiver deadline. Right, they year. stop that, right? Yeah. And they get rid of it? Yep, yeah. this is it. So it's all today. So they just it has to be filed to the commission's, commissioner's office by four. So there might be a deal that's made like 359, and we hear about it a little after four, but everything will be done today, which uh, – Makes things a little bit interesting here for those teams. This is not a case. Remember a couple of years ago where the uh, Astros got Justin Verlander like August 31st? Not yeah, that I know. I know. Well, that's why I said that. I would, I would like to be a fly on the wall in one of these offices on a day like today. How oh, exciting it's, it's this got to be, Yeah, exciting, insane. You know, a lot of I'll call stress. you back. I'll, let me look at this. I'll call you back. I mean, how many times do you think a guy says, I'll call you back today? A lot, man. I mean, obviously they have, they've probably, you know, got plans in place the last couple of days, but now everything's coming down to the last minute. You see what other teams are doing. So, uh, and you can't be angry. You can't be angry. The guy screw you out of a deal and go elsewhere. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Zach Wheeler, I guess is the name to watch now. Uh, I guess the giants are not going to trade bump Gardner. I mean, I don't know. There's still time. Would you trade him? Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, I would trade them too. All right, who's coming up in hour number two? Uh, I'll have Matt Modica from The Athletic at 3.40 p.m. Eastern to break down the MLB trade deadline. All right, that should be a good one right there. He knows his stuff. All right, guys, this is Dr. Roto saying be well, take care, and keep it here for another hour of full-time fantasy with Adam Ronis. Back after this. <laughs> 